MoneyWeb now on The Money. The show is brought to you by Stanlip. Visit stanlip.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Stephen Joffe, Invicta CEO. Results for six months ending September. Revenue up 12%. Net profit up 8 HEPs up just a cent at 2 Rand 69 a share. Stephen, appreciate the time. A challenging period. Rand volatility, load shedding locally, high rates inflation globally. We've still got wars in Europe. A good set of numbers considering what was undoubtedly a tough period for you and your team. Yeah, we were very satisfied with the results for the period. I think your introduction, you articulated well. I mean, the major challenge for us in these results was the rise in interest rates. And that, you know, with the additional cost of our borrowing and our preferences, made a difference of about 25 million rand on the net profit. So, I mean, you have to see how well your business has to perform to achieve that result. In light of that, we were satisfied. You mentioned preference shares. You did a share buyback about, what, 49 million during the period, and 3% yeah. of that was to preference shares, only 1% to ordinary, to reduce that debt burden. I think they both offer tremendous opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I keep on saying, each time our investment committee sit down and we reflect on acquisitions, we generally <laughs> we reflect on the opportunity to buy back our own shares. And often the buyback options are winning. That's the point. I mean, we've chatted around acquisition opportunities. I imagine you're still getting a lot coming across your desk, but not quite meeting muster. Certainly, you've got a cash power. Yeah, you know, Simon, I think one of the corporate finance guys was talking to me the other day, and I think over the past year, they have looked at 100 opportunities. Mm-hmm. And you can see we basically did two. <laughs> yeah. So you will see how many things that we aren't doing. And we're very, very cognizant of where we trade and our multiples where we trade. And we're not really looking to do stuff that's earnings dilutive. So we are bound by what we do. And we're looking to bring on value for shareholders. So that's a tough space, but we'll carry on looking and we'll try to find the right deals for us. Right deal, right price. So you're also looking for deals beyond the borders because you've got the stated target of 50% of earnings from beyond South Africa. Absolutely. We carry on looking a lot outside South Africa. And we'll continue to do that. We actually got there a lot quicker than we thought, but we got there on a devaluation of the currency, not necessarily the scale of the businesses. So I think we need to just re-strategize exactly what our goals going forward are, and we'll probably look to do that in our last board meeting of this year. You mentioned the currency there, because certainly RAND volatility, the weak RAND, depending on the business, can cut either way. For you, it does give some benefit. In South Africa, it does give benefit for sure. For us, probably a slightly devaluation RAND is probably the best operating environment. Mm-hmm. The difficulty is when the RAND bounces, you can be put on the wrong side of a currency trade like in a day. So those are the tough calls. So for us, just gentle decline is probably the right environment, which protects your inventory. But a rapidly rising RAND would be the biggest risk to businesses like ours, where you'd have stock bought at the wrong price. Do you try and hedge that? Or is hedging a bit of a mug scam? I mean, hedging's great, but at some point the hedge unwinds and then you've got the jump. Yeah, we certainly do hedge everything we bring into South Africa, and it's part of our DNA. But, you know, I'm talking if there was a rapid appreciation of the RAND going from 19 to 15. Yeah. That could hurt us, like, in a space of time. Supply chains, we've chatted a lot about these. And my question is, are they back to normal? The answer is the ports are becoming a worse and worse problem. It's funny. I was, I was speaking to our chairman. You know, we've gone from COVID where we couldn't get stock. Then we couldn't get ships. Then we couldn't get containers. And now we can't get whatever we've got outside the ports. I mean, so it's just carrying on. In a way, we're a little bit fortunate that, you know, those sort of challenges that we learned through COVID and keeping inventories at the appropriate levels Mm. have just seen us really through this period. 
and seen us through smartly. And I'm mentioning in your business, I mean, air freight is just not an option. Most times not, you know, like when we bring in big capital equipment, there's no option yeah. to bring it in by air freight. And we have to just deal with whatever the port throws at us. Load shedding, how much does that hurt you directly, perhaps first more hurting a, your customer and therefore indirect pain on your business? So I'd say somewhere between a million and two million rand a month as a group wow. in terms of pure diesel costs. Mm-hmm. And we've spent in excess of 20 million rand on solar installations and that will be onwards going and carrying on in, in our businesses. Again, just part of our DNA to move off you know, the generators. The thing that's really surprised me the most is how resilient our customers have been in okay. keeping their businesses going, notwithstanding all these outages. I think South Africans by and large have learned how to operate with these incredible challenges. Yeah, the making the plan. Some of the divisions, replacement parts, services, solutions, particularly looking at the industrial, revenue was up 8%, credit provisions and some lower forex gains took some shine off. Are the credit provisions a worry or is that just a part of the business at this stage of the economic cycle? You know, it was quite a strange thing. We had two internationally renowned mining companies in the DRC mm-hmm. who've asked us to comply with the 51% localization requirements, which is like the BE requirement in, in mm-hmm. the country. We have a 30% partner who complies and we're reluctant to give him the other 21% because we don't think he's the right partner to drive our business forward. So we're busy trying to identify the right partner and until we do so, the debtors haven't paid us and that's why we made the provision. Your capital equipment, really good year, revenue up 9%, profit up 34 operating profit. Is that really just pushing through efficiencies through the business? Yeah, it's run by an incredible team, really experienced, know their business well, great, great products at a great price. And we're just seeing the order book there looking really, really good. So I'm hopeful that for the full year we'll have another good another good six months. Keen on your minority shareholder there, but that's also doing well and expanding into other markets and beyond Asia as well. Yeah, we're working hard on building out the factory from China mm-hmm. and building the factory now into Japan. And once that factory gets to an ability to service the US market, we'll be able to deal with the 25% import duty that we currently have to pay. So there's quite a nice incentive us for, to do that. And in addition to that, we think that that factory can service the Japanese market in a more material fashion. Gotcha. We'll leave it there. Stephen Joffe, Invicta CEO. Appreciate the time. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.